One in three elderly Americans die with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia. But a recent study found that a common vitamin supplement may help ward off the debilitating disease. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is the lead author of the study, Professor Zainur Ismail from the University of Calgary's Hotchkiss Brain Institute and the University of Exeter in the UK. Professor, there's been a huge amount of research in the past few years about vitamin D. You were studying its effects on the brain and specifically dementia. So tell us the biggest findings from your study. Well, it was a 10-year study and it was incorporating participants across the US. And we looked at 12,000 people and divided them based on whether or not they were taking vitamin D. So one group were taking vitamin D consistently and the other group were not. And we looked at the rate of development of dementia, the most common being Alzheimer's, over 10 years and found that in those participants, these are older persons, over 50, in those participants taking vitamin D, there was a 40% lower rate of development of dementia. Now, it's an observational study, so it's not a randomized clinical trial, but you can't do that in this case because you couldn't provide someone uh, placebo vitamin D over 10 years. So we rely on these types of studies often when we're looking at outcomes that take a long time to develop, for example, like dementia. But there were important sub-findings, and these to me were actually important and impressive. Number one was that when we compared men and women, the rates were different. So the rate of development of dementia was 50% lower in women and 25% lower in men. And the second interesting finding was dependent on how well memory and thinking were at baseline. And the reduction in development of dementia was greater in those who had normal cognition at baseline versus those who had mild cognitive impairment, which can be a risk or a precursor to Alzheimer's and related dementias. Finding a 40% difference in any study is a shocking result, isn't it? It is. And there's skepticism because the randomized control trials haven't shown effects because they're just too short. Dementia is a slow-burning, gradually progressive, insidious onset disease. And prevention studies have to start a long, 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 long time before the actual event. Why do you think you found such significant differences between men and women? Do you have a theory on that? We do. In kind of around the menopausal period, there is a decline in estrogen. And estrogen helps activate vitamin D to a form that is effective for brain health. And we postulate that there was a relative then deficiency of vitamin D more so in women than men because of this estrogen effect or the loss of estrogen. What are the current theories as to why vitamin D overall has these effects on the brain? There are research studies and robust evidence to show the benefits of vitamin D for the brain and the body. So first and foremost, it works to fight inflammation and it works to fight oxidative stress. So it has been shown across a number of conditions, inflammatory conditions, other chronic diseases, to have effects. So it makes sense that we would see that impact on the brain. But more specific to Alzheimer's, it appears that vitamin D would be preventing the development of the abnormal plaques, the protein deposits in the brain that cause damage 
from a protein called amyloid beta. And additionally, the formation of phosphorylated tau, which is another protein that was really associated with symptoms in Alzheimer's. And this puts together a really good biological plausibility for the effects that we're seeing. Now, there is a specific gene that is known to present a higher risk for Alzheimer's disease. Did you find a difference in the effects of vitamin D for those people with that extra genetic risk factor? We did, in fact. This gene is called apolipoprotein E4 or ApoE4, and it's often assessed in clinical studies. We don't order this gene clinically. And while it doesn't guarantee that someone will get Alzheimer's, it does increase the risk. So if you, for example, have two copies of this gene, your risk is about eight to 12, say 10 times. And if you have one copy, it might be three or four times higher than if you didn't have it. Now, what we found was that in people who didn't have this gene, who took vitamin D, there was about a 47% reduction and it was slightly lower in those who did have the gene, say about 33. Probably because the gene confers a lot of risk as well on its own, but also the gene seems to help absorb vitamin D. So ironically, people who have this risk gene might have slightly less of a vitamin D deficiency, theoretically, than those who didn't. And how many Americans have that particular gene that puts them at higher risk? Either one or two copies are in over half of the general population. Mm. So based on your research, what is your advice for the average person? Should they be taking vitamin D? And if so, how much? Well, obviously, I can't provide medical advice to a large group of people. But I go by Health Canada suggestions, which are if vitamin D is taken, it should be taken at a dosing of between 600 and 4,000 international units daily. It's important to know that you can have too much of a good thing. And if you take large doses of vitamin D, it can adversely affect your bone health. So these decisions are made usually between a person and their healthcare practitioner. From a dietary standpoint, what specific foods are high in vitamin D? Overall, a good healthy Mediterranean diet with green leafies and fruits and vegetables will promote vitamin D. And when you look at all the research in terms of brain health and diet, the diet which we compare all good diets to is called the Western diet. And that's the one that involves more packaged and processed and artificially sweetened foods. So if you're doing things to eat more fresh, green, raw veggies, bold colored fruits and berries, and you're off to a good start. Also being outside is important for generating vitamin D, but this is where your skin color matters because the darker your skin, the harder it is to get vitamin D because the melanin blocks out some of the UV. So there are differences in vitamin D deficiencies based on kind of ethno-racial backgrounds. Very interesting. Professor Zainor Ismail from the University of Calgary's Hotchkiss Brain Institute, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks, the home of world-class web hosting. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.